What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. (laughs) Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Well, here we go. Welcome back to the Chris Van Vliet Show. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online and Blue Chew. And what a week this has been. Oh, man. Thank you so much for tuning into the conversation with Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, when that one dropped on Wednesday. Thank you for joining us now for this chat with Heath Slater. Woo! Two bangers in a week. And if you listen to the interview with Ryder, he was super open about being released from WWE and just so super positive about it. And the same is true in this interview with Heath. So many of you guys took screenshots of that interview with Zack Ryder and that episode. You tagged me on Instagram and Twitter. That was awesome. I reshared all of them. And as you know, vague goals get vague results. And I said in January that the goal was 100,000 followers on Instagram. So, so if you haven't followed me yet on Instagram, I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Let's get in on that. Speaking of specific goals, we're getting really close to that goal of 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're now at 855. So do some math here real quick. 145 away. And it's all because of reviews like this one from Greg Matdoff. The Joe Rogan of wrestling. That's what you called this. Wow. Great podcast. The best wrestling podcast out. What Joe Rogan is to MMA, CVV is to wrestling. Love the content. Keep up the great work. Let's get to 1,000, followed by three exclamation points. I couldn't agree more with you, Greg Matt. Greg Matt Doff, uh, thanks for the very nice review. Joe Rogan is also someone I've looked up to as a broadcaster since he was hosting Fear Factor. And that was almost 20 years ago. I remember talking about how much I loved his conversational style when I was in college and, and I was studying communication studies. And the thing I, I love most about Joe Rogan, without going off on too much of a tangent here, is he's taken all of his passions and he's turned them into jobs. Like very, very lucrative jobs. He loves MMA, and he's the color commentator for UFC. He loves comedy. He's a touring comedian. He loves having in-depth conversations. Well, now he's one of the biggest podcasters in the world, if not the biggest podcaster in the world. Throw some hosting in on top of that man. He's carved out a, a pretty nice career for himself. So back to the reviews. I'm going to keep reading one on every episode till we get to that goal of a 1,000 reviews. I wonder how long it'll take. 
Hmm. I wonder if I wonder if we'll get to the thousand reviews before episode one hundred of the podcast because this is officially episode eighty-seven. Not bad. Not bad for a show that started last June. Wow, that's actually more podcast episodes than I thought. Eighty-seven episodes in like ten months. Ooh. But that all leads us to this one with Heath Slater, who was released from his WWE contract on April 15th after 14 years with the company. He sees it as an opportunity to spread his wings and fly like a new baby bird leaving the nest. Those are his exact words that you'll hear here. And if you think about it, he never really got a chance to shine in WWE. I mean, sure, he won the tag team titles three times with Justin Gabriel, once with Rhino, but he kept being bounced between different tag teams and different factions. Nexus, The Core, Three Man Band, Slater Gator, Social Outcast. You get the point. He never really had that chance to shine as a singles competitor. He talks about what the plan is from here as a singles competitor. And also how the I've Got Kids gimmick was created by accident. And how he was genuinely surprised when he wrestled Big Van Vader on Raw. Says he, the advice that he received from Arn Anderson and Dusty Rhodes has helped him so much in his career. We dive into that and so much more. Put your hands together for my guest, Heath Slater. Well, Heath, thanks for joining us. Dude, thanks for having me, my man. Well, for anyone that's too, man. I for anyone that's, oh well, thank you. I, I haven't got a haircut in forever, so uh, it's just yeah. going to keep getting bigger and bigger up here. It may be. Elvis look, man. Well, I'm trying to trying to make it, you know, a little smaller. You got the right idea. I should just be wearing a hat all the time. Yeah, why not, right? That's that's the way to do it. For anyone that's watching this, it looks like you're in a beautiful setting here. Oh yeah, this is this is my this is my you know my peaceful place. Um, I got my water over here. It's nice, cool breeze. I come out here to think and bullshit and stuff like <laughs> that. You know, but you live out in like the middle of. You know, nothingness, right? I want to say people think that, you know, just because of how it's set up. But no, you know, I live in a nice community, you know. I mean, it's, it's close to places and stuff. It's, it's not, close to places and stuff. Yeah, it's not way back in the boondocks. But you, you can, I can see how people get that feel when they look at the pictures I take or the videos I shoot with the kids and stuff. What is the closest, like, major city that you're close to? Well, I mean, I live in Fort Mill, South Carolina, so it, that's a pretty big city. But Charlotte, I guess I think that I think most people know like Charleston or something. True, yeah, but Charlotte's the closest city to. Okay, and how far are you from Charlotte? Twenty-five, thirty minutes. So that's your airport. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I okay, I don't make sense here. I get it. Yeah, not bad. So you've have you been spending a lot of time out in your thinking and bullshitting area? Yeah. <laughs> Um, honestly, yeah, I have, man. Um, I've just, I don't know, you know, thinking about the future, thinking about what's next, um, you know, planning and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just getting my mind right. And during the day, man, hitting these garage workouts, it's been kicking my ass. I've been keeping up with your workouts, which uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of because my workouts have consisted of body weight workouts, which... Yeah, let's be honest. They're not real workouts, but yeah, I mean, it keeps your heart rate up a little bit, I guess. I guess I'm I'm <laughs> so excited for gyms to open whenever that happens. For sure, I know. Who knows, you know? But yeah, man, I've been doing this uh, CrossFit stuff now. 
And, uh, you know, I never was a fan of it, you know, or anything. And then the last month, man, it's just been hitting it hard. <laughs> and it's like one of those things that it sucks so bad that you start liking it, I guess, you know. But, uh, but yeah, man, those workouts, whew, they really get to you. But they, But they work. So, you know, I've been telling, you know, the inches have been uh, leaving the body and tightening up more. So, and then again, it's one of those workouts that's good for the ring because in the ring, you know, you go, 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 go. Then you have a little rest spot. Go, 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 a little rest spot. CrossFit kind of works like that also. Do you have a, like a goal in mind of how much weight you want to lose or perhaps oh, gain in muscle? Not at all, man. I'm just going to let my body form itself. <laughs> I'm just going to bust my ass and see what happens. <laughs> well, how's everything going, you know, for you, you know, obviously one with quarantine and you know, it's been about three weeks since uh, the news came that you were released. How, how's everything yeah. going for you? Um, quarantine is, I mean, to me, it's not bad at all. You know, I go to the store once a week, get whatever I need for that week or week and a half. And I stay home chilling with the kids, man, and working out, um, doing, um, homeschooling which is hard like, i did not understand how hard second grade and kindergarten homework was so I try <laughs> you're to a teacher it. now yeah right I, i'm gonna have so many skills when i come back <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah man teachers man they don't get paid enough i mean i'm, I'm gonna put that out there because my goodness man some of the stuff that they're doing i'm just like i don't think i did this until like the fifth grade so i don't know but uh, the whole release, you know, like uh, it's one of those things, you know, it happened. I mean, hell, I was there for 14 years and a pandemic had to take me out. So that yeah, whatever, you know, 14 years is a good run. You know, 10 years on the main roster. Um, I have no ill words to say, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, hell, they gave me everything I've got, you know. And the one thing I've always wanted to do was wrestle, and I got to do it for, you know, a decade on television. I mean, I was 22 when I got signed, I think, something like that. I mean, I was yeah. a kid. And, uh, you know, just exploring life and adventure. And, and, hell, that's what WWE does, too, man. It's like, you know, you go everywhere and see everything with them. But, uh, but no, you know, I mean, of course, it's like any other relationship. You have your ups and downs. I mean, that's any job. If anyone ever, well, anybody out there says, oh, I love my job so much, I wake up every day and I do it. Man, that's bull crap because it's not true. <laughs> you know, everyone has their ups and downs with their jobs. But, you know, you just got to make the best of it with what you get. So, you know, I mean, the only thing I have to say is thank you. But now, I mean, I'm 36. I still feel like I'm active young and I can still go out there and, you know, do some things. So I just want to do things I never were able to do, mm. you know, like uh, the whole, like, I've never been to another federation, you know, yeah. like I've been <laughs> the whole time. So yeah. it's like TNA has good workers, you know, triple a, you know, new Japan, AEW, you know, like all these like, you know, feds around here to where like, you know, new, spices go in there it's going to change some things up you know even nwa man nwa was fun you know so i mean that's just one of those things where like yeah it sucks it happened this way but then again it gives me the chance to go out there and spread my wings and fly a little bit like i never have like a new baby bird leaving the nest <laughs> <laughs> we had zach Ryder on matt cardona recently and he said that 
he kind of saw the writing on the wall that uh, he was actually expecting to get released after you know the pandemic happened. Yeah. Same thing for you. Um, I want to say like I I've saw the writing on the wall for like a couple years or something. <laughs> Only reason I say that because like you know I never was really into anything after me and Terry or Rhino. So it was one of those things where it was just like, well, Heath, can you put this guy over and make him look good, you know, whatever, you know, and I, I'm good at that, I guess, you know, that's what people say anyway. But it's one of those things that where like, uh, yeah, you know, you can see it, but it, it, it doesn't really smack you in the face until it happens type deal, you know, but I, I literally thought with this whole pandemic and everything, how everyone was letting body off, like, I felt like WWE wouldn't. You know, they would have kept them on, you know, kept them strong. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it happened. But it was like like Matt was saying, um, he saw a missed call from Carano. Same thing with me because I saw it. And I'm just like, looked at my wife. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm about to get fired. She was like, you think? I said, oh, yeah, I am. So then I called Carano and I said that line to him. Like, you can you tell me after that, on 14 years of damn pandemic to take me out? And he, did, he literally just was like, man, like. I'm sorry, you know, but, you know, this is the decision. It was like one of those things that he just was like, man, I didn't want to say it, but I have, you know. Right. Well, there, I mean, there, were, there was a point in 2014 when two of the three members of 3MB were released. Yeah. Did you think that that was going to be, you know, your time as well back then? Oh, I called Carano again and asked him if he forgot to call me, you know, <laughs> and he told me I was safe. Dude, I, I seriously like I remember Drew calling me, let me know, and I'm like, no, you have to be kidding me. And then Gender calls me, let him me know again, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm next, you know. Yeah. Even though I just waited and waited and waited and nothing. So I literally called Karan. I was like, hey man, like, am I getting let go or what's going on? And he was like, no, you're safe. I'm just and that's when I was like blown away, like, Whoa, what? Why? Like, what? What? What happened? You know, like I. It's just confusion, you know. And then it's one of those things that I'm lost up there. Like I've, I was been been in this rock band, you know, for damn two years going yeah. around, you know. But and now it's just me again. So it was like, well, I already did the whole one man band thing. And two, well, I had like a one man band, one man rock band, one man southern rock band, one just a one man band after that. And then after all that ended, it was oh, I need a band three on beat for two years after that, you know, and I'm just like, Oh my goodness. What now? It's like, I didn't want to go back playing air guitar and looking like an idiot. So it was just like trying to remold yourself, you know? And then it's like, I'm, I've become this free agent into a guy with a lot of kids living in a trailer park. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Where, where did that idea come from? I got kids who came up with that. Brother, <clears throat> excuse me. I literally had a promo with Brock, and halfway through the promo, like, like, cause it's like one of those interaction ones. Uh, me and Paul going back and forth. I just forgot my next line, so I'm just like, shit, um, damn. So next thing you know, Paul delivered his, and I just remember saying something like, you know what? I got kids. You know, I have to do this. Am I gonna get my ass whipped? Probably. You know, like I just went off, like just saying whatever I wanted to where at least the people like that, you know, they giggled. It was like, yeah, come on, Slater. But it was just one of those things that when you're out there and then you 
you know, with the, all the written promos most of the time, it's like you forget, you know, because it's not really you saying it. So I just turned into me out there. I was like, man, I got kids, you know, and I guess Vince <laughs> heard that and was like, that sounds obnoxious, but I love it. <laughs> so, Next thing you know, it's on a T-shirt. That was my very first ever singles T-shirt. I got kids. I need this job. Like, come on, man. Speaking <laughs> of T-shirts, I appreciate this one. Hmm. I appreciate this Leonard Skinner T-shirt you're wearing. Oh, yeah, man. Heck, yeah. Who doesn't <laughs> like some Leonard? No, I, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I just had uh, Matt Cardona on, and he's putting himself over with his own gear. I appreciate that you're just rocking your favorite band. Yeah, yeah, they're one of them, man. Oh, well, what are the other ones? Guns and Roses, I love. Um, dude, literally, I think I'm just saying this because I've just recently started listening to them again. You remember Hinder? Oh yeah, the lips dude, of they, lips of an angel. Yeah, man, they had so much good stuff. Like they're what whole first to those guys. Dude, I know, I don't know. I remember their whole first CD, man. I can just stick it in and listen to it. And I think Hawkins literally posted something about Hinder. And next thing you know, I'm like, hey, Alexa, play some Hinder. You know, and I've been listening to Hinder now. I, I can't name one other song other than that one, though. Uh, Lips of an Angel. That's the only one I know. Oh, no, just buy their first CD and just listen. It's just so good. I'll just look it up on Spotify. I don't know if anyone's oh, yeah. buying CDs anymore. Dude, I'm kind of old now. Like, I'm the know. exact same age as you, Heath. 36? I'm 36. Oh, well, no, I might have an old soul or something. I don't know. Maybe. So, you know, it, it, you said you've been spending a lot of time thinking and planning. So yeah. what's the plan? Man, my plan is to get in the best shape that I can and literally just come back with a whole new look and a whole new me. Just me being me. Like like what we're doing right now. You know, hmm. just because like I always had to play a part, you know. Always was something or someone. But man, it's like every time I'm just being me and being myself, like everyone's just like, dude, just do that guy. Just be him. Just go out there and say that. Do that, you know, to where I'm like, shit, that's easy for me now. So I mean I think I'm pretty good in the ring. I'm not great. I'm all right. But if I can just be me and be a have out there and like look good being me and having fun, ah, can't lose, man. You know? So, well, if you're going to be you, does that mean you're planning to wrestle under your real name? You're going to be Heath Miller? I think I'm just going to be just simply Heath. Just Heath. You know, that's it. I mean, it's either that, I don't really want to be Heath Miller, but my, my middle name is Wallace. So, Heath Wallace. I don't know, because I don't know. I, I could see that, like, on a billboard. Wallace, you know, I don't know. All right, maybe I'm just thinking Braveheart or something. I don't know. But <laughs> being, being just Heath, I feel like that, you know, that was a missed opportunity in WWE. They took uh, everyone else's last name away. You know, that's I'm true. surprised it didn't happen to you. I know, it's true. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, probably just Heath. All right, so we've got, uh, you know, a, a new name, mm -hmm. a, a new attitude, yeah. and – I, I'm, you know, I'm guessing when things open back up, you're going to be looking into maybe taking some indie bookings. Oh, of course, well, I would love to. Like, I want to, I want to do it all, man. I want, I just want to swim up the stream and just hit them, have a good time hitting them, man, and just make it like a, you know, a chapter two, you know. But it's like, I don't know. A lot of people's telling me it's like I'm going backwards because they they always say, man, you push the start there and then go to WWE, you know. Not 
stay up there forever and then hit everything on the way down. I was like, well, I mean, that's just the way I, my cars were dealt, you know? Sorry. My wife's mad at me. I screw the jars on the lids too hard. Come here. <laughs> and, and, uh, so we're, we're going to unscrew this live in the interview. Oh, yeah. Are I love live? it. No, we're not. We're not live on oh. like. Oh, look at yeah, look at the strength of this man. Dude, I know. I've been working out. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, she says hi. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, where was I at? <laughs> I don't know. I got so distracted by the strength of you opening these jars. Yeah, you were talking about how you're, you know, you, you started at the top and now you're going to oh, work yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's one of those things, like, that's how my cards was dealt, man. Like, I didn't have the opportunity to you know, go to Japan and hit up all these other feds, you know, and work the Andes, you know, or go to, you know, Mexico and Puerto Rico, like all these other guys got to. So they, they knocked them all out and then, you know, went to WWE. I was lucky enough to get signed in a year and a half on the Georgia Indies, you know, like wrestling in Georgia for a year. Damn, I got signed. So it was just one of those things where I'm like, whoa, that, all right, I'm here. Heck yeah, I must be good. <laughs> But but then, you know, 14 years later, man, I stayed with it, stayed with them. And I'm not the type of guy that's ever going to quit. So, I mean, if I'm going to keep signing contracts, of course, like, let's go. You know, hopefully something's good going to happen, you know. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, I never got the opportunity to do that, you know. And there's, like, and like I was saying, there's some good little, you know, organizations out there to where you can have a lot of fun with. Are, are you hopeful that? WWE, maybe in a year or two or three, will say, hey, you know, we figured things out and we'd love to have you back. I mean, if they do, they do. They do. I mean, I'm not hope or like planning on that to just mm -hmm. happen, you know. I mean, I'm going to have to bust my ass and, you know, reinvent myself and do my thing, you know, get, get it, like stuff stirring again. So, but I'm kind of good at that. So I think, you know, that I'm, where I'm at right now, I want to go and have fun, look good doing it, and just, like I said, have fun. Mm. You know, that's my main goal right now. You know, like, I've done good with my money. You know, we got everything set up. You know, it's one of those things where, like, I'm okay. So it's, I want to go out there, have fun, and just rock it, man. Was look, there... look good doing it. Though. Of course. Was there a point where this wasn't fun anymore? Oh, yeah, of course. Hmm. Man, of course, man. You know, like like I was saying like before, like everyone knew that I was burnt out. You know, like like I was. Like, I mean, like during my Rhinos run was awesome and fun, but then towards the end when it was just the same thing over and over and over and over again, and then he left, and then I was doing nothing, nothing, nothing for like three years. It was just... You know, you burn out, you know? And, I mean, this happens to, like, everyone, when I say that, they're just like, oh, how can you be burnt out? Uh, you know, how can you do this? Man, you can't tell me other people at their jobs, you know, doesn't get burnt out. Like, it happens. You know, it happens. Sorry, but it happens. But it's just one of those things where, like, I was burnt out. I wasn't being used. And when I was being used, it was just getting my ass slaughtered. So it's like, damn, like, I could do more than just this, you know? But, um it's just one of those things where, like, you know, you you do get burned out, you know. Is that, I mean, but that's on me, you know. Like, it's not like I, like, really put.
pushed and strived to get what I wanted either. So it's like, you know, I'm not blaming them for nothing. If anything, it's all on me. Hmm. But, but yeah, but I mean, I was burned out and like, I know my coworkers saw it. My family saw it, you know, but it was like, I've told people this before. Like I would have never quit, but with this release gave me that chance to get motivated again, gave me that chance to like, Oh, the fire's out, but if you stir it a little bit, you can see that flame. You know, like, um, the, I guess the, the main thing is motivated. Like, I'm motivated again. I like it. Like, uh, that's that's the 100% the main key. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to go out there and, like, show my ass and prove myself, you know. But it's, it's motivation, man. It's, I got it back. Like, I'm motivated to do things again go out there and actually perform work and do it my way. Mm. How so, much of the travel is what, you know, kind of factored into you being burnt out? Bro, I, it was a decade every week. I mean, with the travel, man, it was like the first first six years, I was home two days a week, if that. Wow. A week. And this is like five, six years, you know, like on the road every week. You know, getting home, the first day you're home, you're just tired and a zombie, you know, and then the next day you're okay or waking up, you know, and all this stuff. And then the following day, you got to fly right back out. And then it's, you know, Friday show, Saturday show, Sunday show, Monday show, Tuesday TV, home Wednesday, Thursday, Friday back out, you know, it's just go. I yeah. mean, like I was um, telling Lillian, it was one of those things where, like, I had to watch my first girl's steps on Facebook or FaceTime. You know, um, I miss Christmases, Halloween, dance recitals, like, and all of that weighs on you, you know, man, I'm, it's like, get, I'm getting a little emotional talking about it, but, uh, it's one of those things like, man, it was like, it just weighs on you. Yeah. But, but, but WWE is a good job and it's where I always wanted to be, you know? So it's like, it's like a tug of war battle because it's like, I'm providing for them, but I have to sac sacrifice for them to get that. You know, it's just one of those things to where it's like, it's a double blade. Yeah. When you say that, you know, it's on you that you didn't push for some of the things that you wanted, you know, what, what would you hope that you could have pushed for? What, what could you have accomplished that you didn't really fight for? The, the whole free agent thing is what always comes to my mind. Because when we all was talking about it, it was like for me to work my butt off for Stephanie and Shane, but I get a shot in the acid title and I win that. And that's how I get a contract. You know, that was the whole story. And then it went from that to the tag team title and I get signed and put with Rhino and stuff like that. I mean, which was great. And I love yeah. Rhino, you know, but it was one of those things where I'm like, man, I already been tag team champion three times. Like, let me swim this way a little bit, you know yeah. I mean? Shoot, let me get it, and then next week I'll lose it, like whatever. But it's like, let's get that, you know? But they wanted to get it this way, so we went that way. Hmm. Something that Matt touched on in his interview was sometimes they only see you the way that, you know, you, you entered the company. And, you know, you guys both entered the company super young. Yeah. And, you know, you might be five or ten years in your career, and they're still thinking of you as that 20, 22-year-old. Do you think that might have been part of it? Uh, 
I kind of feel like with WWE, they always they have like these tiers of shelves, but you start at the bottom shelf, and then you know there's always that top shelf, and then you got your middle shelves. You know, it's just like at a grocery store. But I felt like for some reason I'm always on that second shelf. I never could get to the third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. You know, hmm. I was always stuck on that second shelf, and then. Whenever they wanted to use me, they'd take me off the shelf, shine me up, put me out there. But they put me right back on that second shelf. You know, I, I could never go out there, you know, shine for the people and everything, come back and get on the third shelf, saying, oh, we can use him more or nothing. I feel like I've always been, like, on that second shelf to where I'm just like, dude, why can't I climb up to the third or the fourth level? Like, I can have good matches with these guys and make them look amazing. Like, what's the problem here? You know, like that's that was always my like, what the hell? Why can't I move up? Like, what what's going on? Like, why is that ceiling so thick? You know, but then again, they honestly might think of me as West Virginia country boy with no teeth with thirty kids at a trailer park. What I was playing, like I don't know. You know, like I don't know. Well, I don't know their mindset. Like I try to talk to them, but it's like you never know. You never. You always go around the bush. But that, but now you've got the opportunity to be and do anything you want to do. That's why I'm happy and excited. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm like, let's go, you know, yeah. new well, chapter here. What was your reaction when your name was brought up in Cody's live Q and a, and he said, <laughs> Heath? no, no, no to Heath. Um, it was funny. Cause it was, I think it was like two days later. One of my buddies sent me a thing of it and was like, is this true? And I like read it and I'm like, first thing I thought of was like, one was, <clears throat> I mean, me and Cody, we've never had harsh words or nothing, you know, like we never disliked each other, but I know how Cody is, you know? And when he said it, I was either like, he's either serious, which he very well could be, who knows, or he wants a reaction. Mm. He knows I'm going to, I don't shut up. You know, I tell you how I feel, you know, I mean, people should know this by now. So it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, no, huh? You didn't even scratch your damn head, even think about it. Like, my goodness, like, to me, like, a lot of people might see me as <clears throat> Heath Slater, WWE superstar, jobber, you know, workhorse, uh, always put the guys over, whatever it is, you know. But in reality, I'm a 14-year vet. My goodness, I have wrestled. Everyone underneath the daggone sun. Anyone and everyone you can think of. You know, I have been trained by Mr. Hughes, Rocky King, Pistol Pez Watley, um, Abdullah the Butcher, Elix Skipper, Bill DeMont, uh, Dr. Tom, Norman Smiley, Billy Kidman, Steve Kern, um, Dusty Rhodes. Like, I have a list of guys that has sprinkled stuff on me. You know, to where I'm like, shoot, there's a lot up here that I never could show. But now I'm going to be able to show what I want and do what I want. Bad business decision? Hell yes. You know, but this is business. Whatever he wants to choose. Well, I think I he think followed up and basically said, I would, you know, I, you should obviously be able to tell that I was joking. Maybe. So who knows? This is Cody. You I never know with it. I guess. Well, I mean, when you talk about that travel schedule being really tough with WWE, 
AEW's travel schedule would be perfect for you. I don't even know what it's like, man. Like, what is it? Do they do just TVs once a week? Right, I mean, so I've, I've watched it. You either fly in Tuesday evening or early Wednesday morning, and then you fly out Thursday morning. Oh, baby. <laughs> wow. That's nice. I'll salute to that. Yeah, you're you're gone for one, maybe two nights, and then once a month with the pay-per-views since one weekend. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you know this from your friends that are in AEW. Well, I mean, I speak to them and everything, but like we usually talk about life and, you know, and how it is there, you know. We don't really talk about traveling schedules and stuff like that. But, um, shoot, that's, that's, that's great. That's a good schedule. A very good schedule, yes. Well, from your friends that are in AEW, what yeah. do they say about how it is there? Man, they're having fun. Legit having fun. And that's, that's what where, you want to be having. Exactly, you know. So it's one of those things where, like, um, they're having fun. They don't have no bad words. That's, that's a fact. So that's always a plus. You know, but then again, it's just one of those things where, like, I mean, it's brand new, you know, like it's new, you know, so you never know what's going to go on, you know, two years down the road, three years, who knows, you know, but um, as of right now, the ones I talk to, they're just loving it. And I mean, that's good for them. You well, know? That's not the only option. Uh, Impact Wrestling, of Ring of Honor, uh, you could go to Japan, NWA has a great yeah. thing going right now. I wouldn't mind to hit up all of them, you know. Why not? You know, just go in, have some fun with whoever it is, and move to the next one. If if you had the chance to spend some time in Japan, since you know you haven't wrestled there, is that something yeah. you'd be interested in? Of course, hundred percent. I feel like you're going to say yes to everything. This I love this. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, well, I, I like I like New Japan one because I always did want to go, you know. But then two, it's like I've got friends over there and like friends over here that you know, still go back and forth, you know. So, but it's just one of those things to where like just the atmospheres over are so different, you know. The crowd's so different, but then again, it's like they they get into it in a in different ways to where your work's going to have to be different also and everything. But like, I I just like the fact because I mean, shoot, it's New Japan. I mean, it's been around for forever to where i mean it's just one of those things where it's like one of those like any wrestler i feel would always want to be there and go there yeah do you have an opponent not not necessarily in japan but do you have an opponent yeah. that you haven't worked with somewhere that you'd love to do some work with i would like over there you know I, like i always like i remember tanahashi came to fcw and this was a decade or so ago. no longer than that yeah it was when FCW finally got into the warehouse. He came down. I want to say he was with Yoshi. Um, but he came down for a visit, you know, and just talking, shaking hands and stuff, but then left. And then he was huge in Japan. Mm. And um, But I remember there, me and him just talking and stuff, and he had, like, his, you know, hair all, you know, cut weird and wild and stuff. But then... I remember seeing his clips and everything, and then people reminded me that was him, that was him. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, and then he became, you know, the megastar over there to where, like, I would like to go and work him over there to where, you know, I feel like that would be cool. And, like, uh, another match is, like, Kenny Omega, you know. I worked him back in developmental days in Deep South, and that's the only match me and him ever had, and we were babies, you know, to where I like to work him again, you know, because it was only one time. You know, yeah. but 
But then again, I feel like now, you know, us being seasoned, matured and everything, like, I feel like we can kill it. I just want to take a quick pause to thank our sponsors for this episode. A big thank you to betonline.ag. And with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might be thinking, there's nothing to bet on. Well, that's where you'd be wrong, because our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they are bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem, because BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can also still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices. You can even bet on Nathan's hot dog eating contest. It's all open 24 hours a day, and it's all online. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online. It's your online wagering solution. This episode's also brought to you by Blue Chew. And guys, are you looking to last longer and maybe go a few extra rounds? We'll get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to a whole new level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night. You can even take them on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office and have that conversation. And you don't need to spend time waiting in the pharmacy line with the old people looking at you like, well, what did you get a prescription for? Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost. And once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. So here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com, get your first order for free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. The promo code is BLUEWIRE. Well, I think a lot of people, at least in their recent memory, I've seen a lot of short matches of yours or I've seen you know, a lot yeah. of tag matches. And if we really take it back here and if someone really wants to see what you're all about, what match do you recommend they take a look at? Oh, goodness. I know the one that me and J- or PJ Black did back in FCW, and this is a long time ago. Wow. Dude, that, we had a 30-minute Ironman match to where... A three-man, 30-minute uh, Ironman match? No, no, no. It was me and PJ Black with okay. a 30-minute thir- Ironman okay, gotcha. match. And Dusty, you know, was on commentating. Uh, Howard Finkel introduced us. Uh, Arn Anderson came down to be the agent. Like they made it like special and big. And we had thirty minutes to go. We went down all the way down. I think three seconds to when he beat me. But that was like one of the last matches as a singles competitor that I had time in. You know, instead of doing like that's what I'm saying. Instead of doing like 10 minutes here, 12 minutes there, you know, not really showcasing, kind of rushing. Mm-hmm. Like that match, we actually took our time and it was like paced and good, you know. But that was that long ago. You know, I had long hair, you know, down to here, you know. So it's like, my goodness. But it's like, it's like one of those things to where like, I feel like over my years, I became more of that entertainer wrestler instead of the wrestler. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to entertain and have fun. 
but I'm just going to try to showcase more things now and stuff like that, I guess. Well, you've got the opportunity. You could, you could wrestle PJ Black. He's, he's wrestling all over the place still. <laughs> that's, that's very true, man. He, uh, I actually just got off the phone with him probably about an hour ago well, before I got on here with you. Oh, what a great guy. Uh, he I, is. He's been on the show before. I'm such a big fan of his work and just him oh, as yeah. a person. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. You talk about your long hair, which is obviously such a different look than you know what you have now. Mm-hmm. Take me through the process of that change in your look. When you're talking about from long Just hair when you days, went from long hair to short hair. Man, I remember Johnny Ace came to me at Deep South, and this was before I was signed. And I was just going up there being their little, you know, rag doll. And um, he looked at me and he was like, man, you're good. You know, I need to sign some guys. Grow your hair out for me. Said, okay. You know, six months later, I think, it was in that awkward stage of where you can't do nothing with it. There's yeah. a few pictures out there where it's like spiked to where it looks like I stuck my finger in electric. Oh, kind of like mine right now. <laughs> no, yours was way better. Uh, mine was horrible, like drop dead Fred style, like just <laughs> nasty. And um, he came and looked at me. He was like, "Hey, you growing your hair out? You listen." He was like, "You can have a tryout, that type deal." So I'm like, "Great." Then I had a tryout and got signed. So from there on, I just let it keep growing and growing and growing until it was like to that point to where I can like double bun it on top of my head. You know, <laughs> it was just so long. And then I let it grow. As long as can be, shaking it, coming out to my music, being that cocky dude I was down there. And then right before NXT, he told me to cut it. And I just was like, whoa, what? I was like, you had me growing this hair out for this long, and now you want me just to cut it? You know, he's like, yeah, I cut it off. I was like, no. <laughs> he was like, what do you mean, no? I was like, man, if anything, I'm going to cut it like here. Like, I can't cut it all the way off. Like, there ain't no way. So yeah. then he was like, all right, take it to your shoulders. So that's when I debuted on NXT on television with the shorter hair because I had to fight to keep it that long because he wanted me to cut it, cut it, just to look different. I'm like, hell no, I can't do that. And then from there on, it was just like, man, it was like, it'll get in your mouth when you wrestle and choke you. And then it's like one of those things, like with me, I would always wash it, but then put it in a bun and go to sleep. And then I wake up the next morning and then it would just stink again. Because I just let it sit, you know, with the water in it. I'm like, man. And then, like, it always had this kink in it to where I would have to have a hair straightener and try to straighten it. And I, I don't use hair straighteners, you know, so I'm, I'm like trying to straighten it and everything. And it's just, I don't know, just too much is what it was. And then um, I remember uh, I got hurt or something. I was out for like two months before a rumble, and I just cut it all off showed up at TV, and everyone just was like, what Oh, you didn't hell? ask them? Oh, no, I just did it. And uh, they just looked at me like, what the hell is that? You know, what would you do that for? I was like, man, I need to change. I didn't want to do it no more. I just couldn't do it. Wow. Um, and that's how it pretty much the process. Well, you know, is, uh, is the new character, the new gimmick, going to have even different hair now? You might have, like, no hair. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you have no hair now, and that's why you're wearing a hat. No, it's still there. <laughs> no, it's not. It's already gone. Are you serious? Nope. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't you know. don't even know. Of course, I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, one, it's one of those things where like I, I have three options in my head. One, just to grow it all the way out again, mm-hmm. which I, that's probably not going to happen. And then cut it, cut it really, 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 really short just to where I don't have to worry about it. Or I want to go with like a, that faux hawk mohawk. Okay. Like, uh, just big, like Rufio, you know, <laughs> yeah. something like that. But then again, it's like in between those, those three. I guess Don't we'll know. find out soon enough. Uh, let's hope. I, Hopefully, I just, you know. I just look back at your, you know, fourteen-year career, and it's like you were put in tag teams, you were put in groups, you were put in factions, yeah. and it just doesn't seem like you were given the chance ever to really go on your own. I never was, man. The only shot that I had on my own was whenever Three uh, on B broke up, and it was literally a month of single runs and um, a little bit single wrestling on the um, live events. And then I think it was like, shoot, where did it go from there? Slater Gator, I think, maybe. And then Slater Gator from there to whatever else, the other ones I did. But, yeah, just Mm – I don't know. <laughs> you count your, you know, that run you had where you got squashed by the legends. You count that in there. Well, that that wasn't even supposed to happen. That was supposed to have been me wrestle Vader, and then it's supposed to have been someone else the following week, someone else the following week. You know, with legends just wrestling whoever, just showing up. Yeah. To where, like, I literally walked in to Corona's office and saw, you know, he's Slater versus Big Van Vader, and I'm like, what? What? Hey, hold on, no. Is this a joke? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm thinking, you know, one of the little guys is going to run out in a Vader costume and they just kill me or whatever. But uh, it was just one of those things where, like, I, I go to Corona. I'm like, what? He's like, yep, he's here. It's happening. I'm like, whoa, no way. And then um, before the match, you know, I was talking to, I think Mike Rotunda was my agent. And I was like, so does this happen each week? And he was like, yeah, leading up to Raw 1000, man. He was like, you want to legends coming each week i said who are they going to be working you know he's like just me he's like nah he's like you ain't going to just be you it's going to be other guys it's like no hell no i was like let this be me let, this, huh. let me be like you know we don't want these old timers here no more you know instead of like me being the legend killer like randy was you know i'll be the legend builder or something like i don't know so after the match with vader i walked to the um, writing room pitched it I remember Vince was up in Gorilla. I went up to Gorilla and I was like, hey, this is my spot. Like, I want to work every one of these legends because it's coming in. He just looked at me. He's like, really? I was like, every one of them. I said, every one of them. Let me have them. You know, he's just like, okay, all right, let's talk about it. Like, that type of deal. Wow. So I went to the writers and the next thing you know, man, it was me, me, me. They gave me a little promo. I cut the BS, you know, and that's how it happened. Did and you look was- at Mike Rotunda and go, I, I, are you going to be one of them? Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he probably wouldn't want to get in the ring with me. <laughs> who were who you most surprised by that you got to work during that run? Well, Vader and Sid, you know, yeah. th- those were the two that I was like, whoa, what? You know, cause like I didn't, I didn't expect it at all. Like the whole Vader one was like, whoa, you know, but when it was Sid and you haven't saw him since his accident and you know, and all that stuff. It was he looks good of, too. Yeah, he is. You know, he, he's big dude, man. And uh, it was just one of those things where I'm just like, I remember being a kid and being scared of these dudes. And next thing I know, like I'm in the ring cutting promo and working them now, you know, wow. to where it was like a big full circle thing. 
because like I remember back when it was NWA WCW and Sid coming out in the all black singlet and that was it. And then Vader coming out with that Mastodon helmet that shot smoke up and everything. Like, and I, here I am in the ring about to work these dudes. And these are like, whoa, this is kind of really cool right now. Who were who the people that you like loved growing up? And I love that the birds are chirping in the background. You're like, I don't live in the country. And there's birds chirping throughout this whole interview. It's amazing. I, I thought that was your phone ringing, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Now, who are the people that you really like? Uh, you know, idolized growing up. Growing up, man, like, of course, I was a huge Sting fan. Like, Sting was my guy. Like, so you were a WCW guy? Yeah, they, I was more WCW than WWE, just hmm. because WCW would always come to my Civic Center. It would be like on. Uh, it would be the one that I could watch on my television. Like, it was just one of those things that were like they would always come around, and I just related to bunch more i guess i don't know but um growing up absolutely loved sting loved flying brian pillman um the the great muda you know i always for some reason like the people with the face paint but never thought about wearing face paint are you um, thinking about it now <laughs> probably not <laughs> oh no it might be a good thing to hide this i don't know what are you talking about <laughs> you look great uh um but yeah um like Legion of Doom, uh, but I, I love the Midnight Express too, though with Jim Cornette. But I think I really loved them because of their music. Uh, I, I remember every time the music hit, I just be bopping my head to it, like enjoying it. Uh, but yeah, those were like the ones that I like really sucked my teeth in growing up. Like you know that bunch hmm. in that era and stuff. Do, do you have new music picked out for you know yeah. when? Oh, you, you do. Yeah, one of my buddies. Uh, name's matt mullins he's making it for me yeah he sent me a copy of it actually a couple days ago yeah so we're like fine tweaking stuff and everything man this is this is being proactive i love it oh yeah you have to be man hey, well you know obviously the news came down on april 15th uh, yeah. how long did it take you to be okay with everything and to go all right it's time to you know kind of pick up and move forward from here i want to say the next day it was just one of those things that were like, when it happened, it was one of those like, damn, you know, but I, I don't, I don't want to say that I was shocked, you know, or surprised or anything. It was just one of those things where it was like, what happened? I mean, they happened, you know, so now it's either I can sit here and reminisce some of the good old days, or I can, you know, start and going to work. You know, it's like, I mean, I do have kids, two kids, not 15 but it's one of those things it's like uh um i i gotta i can't stop shit i'm 36 man it's time for me to get that old man strength in me I, you know get stop big. pretending like 36 is old brother it is in my in my days i'm old right now i don't man, feel old yeah but you haven't been getting thrown through tables off of cages hit with chairs it dropped on your back for 15 years this is true you know the with, with that said, do you have something that when you first wake up in the morning, you take that first step out of bed that you go, ooh, that part hurts? It's every morning, man. And it's it's every part, left, too? Left side of my hip. It's your hip? Right here. Left side, right there. Okay. Back here. Every morning I'll get up, I'll just be like, ah, oh, shit. And then I try to get it up. 
Now, is it something that like just works itself out throughout the day or is this something that you think you're going to need surgery on eventually? I mean, I hope not, you know, but it's, it's always tight. It always, you know, hurts, you know, it's just, uh, I just think over just the years, man, just consistently falling on your back and your hips and, you know, people slamming you wrong and you landing on your hips and stuff like that. But I mean, this goes for every one of us. And, but, you know, luckily now I'm starting to take care of myself better. I mean, this has been for like, you know, last year or so, but before that, man, I go to the ring, touch my toes, twist my hips and I'm ready to go. You know, yeah. like that was it. <laughs> I didn't stretch out or I just go, you know, just not even thinking about it. But now it's like, I can tell now when I do stretch and loosen up, I feel way better than when I don't. So mm. I'm starting to put that in my little repertoire of stuff. And Darren Young, you know, Freddie, yeah. uh, he uh, always jumps my ass, man. Dude, stretch. Why don't you stretch, man? Like, I mean, I mean, this has been back in developmental days. Dude, why aren't you stretching? You got to stretch. <laughs> so now I'm stretching after 14 years, Darren. <laughs> you got to get on that PDP yoga. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I should, man. For I, sure. that, that would probably fix your hip. I'm about to say a lot of people uh, swear by it. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I need to. I need, I need to. I throw think you just call up Dallas and say, "Hey, man, let's make this happen." <laughs> yeah. Hit yeah. me with the bang, man. He would. He would make that happen. Of course. <laughs> he actually did it. Of course. Mm. Only, only for the people watching this. When you first sure. uh, signed your contract, who was it that really took you under their wing? really showed you the ropes and, you know, kind of helped guide you along. You talking about like in developmental days or when yeah. I was on the road? Well, how about days. a little bit of both then? In developmental days, man, Dr. Tom Pritchard, man, like the best by far. Broke me open, showed me the ways, talked to me like a friend, you know, gave me good advice inside, outside the ring. Like he's the one that, pretty much opened me up, you know, to be, you know, who I am right now, like just free and having a good time, you know, but uh, Steve Kern showed me how to be like that turn to gear, aggressive, you know, like I would always hear him, like whenever I'm kicking someone, I just hear him, kick it harder, kick it harder, you know, like I just hear that and I'm just like, you know, mother, you know, like just digging in, but, uh, yeah, like th those two helped me out a lot back in the day. Um, but like when I got to WWE, like over the years, man, like uh, Adam Edge, you know, he would always, you know, share good advice with me, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Mark Henry would always share good advice with me. Big Show would help me out. You know, Taker would like share advice, but he'd be like intimidating when he does it. You know, so it's one of those things like you take it. All right, yeah, cool. You know, but, um, but yeah, like, I, I feel like a, a like a lot of uh, Arn Anderson, man. Like Arn Anderson was a guy that pushed for me, believed in me. Mm. I mean, even whenever we were in Atlanta, we would ride back to Charlotte. We would ride back together and just talk for four hours. You know, just chit chatting. You know, and I dropped him off at his house and I take the car back and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, he always like I don't know. He always seen something in me, and 
always was like, come here, you know, chat this way, chat that way, do it this way, you know, try to move your body, like just little things too. But, um, I mean, hell, it's Arn Anderson. He knows what the hell he's talking about, you know. <laughs> but uh, but Arn, Arn was, uh, Arn always had my back. And everyone I've spoken to that's worked with Dusty, uh, even for any length of time, always has something great to say about how he helped to, you know, kind of guide your character as well. Was that the same case for you? You talking about Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, like, yeah. He, he would always help me with my promos just because he would always tell me, he's like, man, you got so much personality, baby. He was like, so much. He said, just let it out. Just let it out, you know? And that that's why I've been, like, was shaking my hair, pumping up ring posts, you know, shaking my, like, dude, you told me to let it out, so I'm letting it out, you know? But uh, he, he, he made me, like, so comfortable of just being whatever fantasy guy that was up here, the wild man that if I did it in public, it probably been a bad idea, but in, in those, in those ropes, man, I get away with anything, you yeah. know? And he, and he was just always, man, you got so much personality, dude, just let it out. Don't be shy. He was like, that's your world. That's your room. That's your house right there. Like he would always just make me believe that, Probably I was way better than what I am, you know, but he gave me that confidence to make me just be like, you know, let it go, you know, just let it go, let it yeah. out. Dusty made me like, he made me like, pushed me to just turn that charisma and, you know, up and have fun with it. When wrestling does start happening again and, mm-hmm. you know, and your 90 days are up and you can, you know, work elsewhere. July 18th, Is it- man. What day? July 18th. That's okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. Is it is it one of your goals to be a singles champion? Um, well, I mean, of course, you know, I, I would love to be a singles champion. Uh, I mean, I mean, whoever says they wouldn't, you know, it's crazy. But uh, it's one of those things where, like, yes, but I just want my main goal, like I told you before, is to have fun. But I just want to make whoever you know, wherever I fall at, wherever I go. I just want to be there for them like I was with WWE and just make it the best all-around place, you know, I can I can bring there, you know. That's that's my whole goal, you know, because, like, my favorite thing is the locker room. You know, I love going in there BSing with the boys and having a good time, you know. Um, so it's one of those things where, like, uh, I feel like wherever I do land, wherever I do go, I just want to try to make it the best all around, you know, organization it is. And if I can shine a little bit of light in it somehow, you know, let, let me, let me shine, you know? Yeah. So, uh, my whole goal is yes, of course I'll take a singles title or two or three, four, <laughs> I don't care. But, uh, I just want to have a good time and make sure, you know, the people around me and, uh, the matches that I do provide and do is just good and entertaining. We, I mean, we, if we talk about singles champions, a guy that was in three-man band with you is now the world champion, Drew McIntyre, which is what an interesting path he had, you know, to, yeah. to be in three-man band, released, comes back, completely new look, completely new gimmick, yeah. and now he's the world champion. Did you always know that he had that in him? Oh, 100%. Yes. Like, he always did, you know. But, like, you know, just like with, like, just – you know, anyone, you know, you, you fight for so long and then sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes, you know, your cards aren't played right or whatever it is, you know, and you got to start over again. But he 
always had drive. He always had the look. He always had the in-ring ability. I mean, he's a specimen, man. Like, and he is a like him now. I think would be better than he ever would be if he stayed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like him leaving, I think, just made him survive, find who the hell he is, and he kicked down the damn doors again and came in charging. You know. And I mean, I don't want to get in his way. He's big as hell, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but no, man. Of course, I knew he had it in him. Uh, but that's a, I, that's a fact. I I just kind of you know I I kind of feel for you when two of the three guys from three MB go on to be world champions and you're not even given you know a fair shake. You know what? I mean, like I said, that's uh, however you play your cards. You know, maybe, maybe it wasn't lined up for me this time. Well, you're maybe the was, dealer now. Oh, of course, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure. Like I can just tell you this much: I'm gonna make sure I do play my cards right. I am focused. I am ready to take on new challenges, and just hang on and hold on because damn it, it's gonna be a roller coaster ride, but it's gonna be fun. So yeah, just hang on, hang on with me. I think that's a good, pretty good place to end this. And man, it's been. Such a great conversation with you. I, I really appreciate your time. Oh, shoot. Did I just lose you? No, we're still on. Oh, okay, good. It's Don't worry. It came up on my battery. It was like 10% uh, left. I'm like, oh. They were at perfect timing then to wrap things up. Unless there's anything yeah. else that you want to add, like uh, like your new merch. Well, yeah, pro wrestling tees, man. I got some awesome damn T-shirts. Everyone get them. <laughs> uh, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. But uh yeah, I got some shirts out there. Um, um, I'm thinking about wanting to sell some of my gear. And um, yeah, I don't really know what else is up. Well, I guess July I, I probably 18th, do right? Other things. Yeah, July 18th for sure, man. July 18th is whenever I'm capable of going and doing things. Bad thing about it is this whole damn pandemic. But yeah, you hopefully know. there's some places that are open to go to on July 18th. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. But Heath, I'm super excited for what's next for you, man. Uh, I think that uh, the sky's the limit now. Thank you. Sky is the limit. You know, there ain't yes. no ceiling above me now. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Dude, thanks for having me. So there we go, my friend. What a great attitude about everything. I love how July 18th is the date that he's looking forward to that's not just the day that he'll be able to wrestle again or sign a contract elsewhere but that's the day that anyone who was released on april 15th can work elsewhere it's gonna be an exciting day july 18th i certainly hope that there's some wrestling going on at that point in time i i hope that the world is a little bit more normal than it is here in may as we sit here and record this and and listen to this take a screenshot tag me tag heath he's now at heath xx I.I. on Instagram. Let us know what stands out for you the most. Share this episode with a friend or with just with someone who likes wrestling. They don't even have to be your friend. Just send it to them. Maybe it can be someone you don't like. Just send it to them anyway. Just surprise. Listen to this interview with Heath. A big thank you to Heath Slater for hanging out with us for this chat. I guess we should just call him Heath. That's the new gimmick, right? Big thank you to Heath for hanging out. Thank you to the birds in his backyard who were making the lovely background noises in that peaceful and serene setting. And thank you to you for listening all the way until the end. I really appreciate you. 
the biggest thing that Heath kept coming back to in this interview was reinvention and how he has a chance now moving forward to do and be exactly what he wants to be. Mm. As Alan Kay famously said, the best way to predict the future is to invent it. And Heath is inventing that future for himself as we speak. Lots more interviews coming up with recently released WWE superstars, The Hurricane and Aiden English. Those are coming up in the next week or so. And also a very nice in-depth conversation with Bubba Ray Dudley, a.k.a. Bully Ray. And I don't think he's really done one of these like long-form conversations talking about his entire career. So, man... I'm so excited for these interviews, and I'm so excited for you to be joining us for them.